I am a strong believer of destiny. Hallelujah. Destiny simply means how you were packaged and discharged from heaven. And when you got on earth, you walked in it till you fulfilled it. I believe that nobody came here by chance. I believe that nobody has been given birth to into this world by chance. Your mother may not have planned it. You are an accidental pregnancy, but your life is not an accident. Your father may not have planned it, but you are not an accident. What matters is the God factor in your life. That is why the Bible says that it is the fool who has said in his heart, there is no God. Because he is the one who gives meaning. He is the one who gives meaning to our lives. Because he arranged it. The psalmist said one time that all my days are written in a book. All my days. Child of God, there is nothing you will go through that is new to God. That God is not aware of. There is nothing that will come against you that God has not seen. Nothing, no details of your life is a mystery to God. When it comes to mysteries, it's in the realm of men, not to divinity. He knows all the details of our lives. So tonight as we celebrate, I believe that 16 years, we are maturing and getting to that place where we must begin to know clearly that our Christian life is not just by chance also. Hallelujah. We were redeemed to be connected back to God's original plan. We were redeemed. So when you become born again Christian, a process of redemption took place. You, the moment you confess Christ, your spirit man gets saved. You are saved. Now, there is a second part of it which requires process. And that is where many people miss it. Spiritually, you get saved at once. But the promises are not inherited at once. Because they include a change of mindset. That's what the Bible says in Romans 12. That be ye renewed in your mind. A renewal is critical. And unfortunately, my brothers and sisters... We believe that because God is all powerful, he can do whatever we ask him. So literally sometimes you will notice that scriptures are even quoted out of context. People start praying and they believe that God can do everything. And they stand on scriptures like ask and you shall receive. Matthew 7, 7. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. So when we knock and seek, and ask for some time, and we don't get the results we expect, then frustration begins to set in. Then other things begin to set in. Then people come into such conclusions like, there is no God. The God you serve is not real. He is real. How can you have patience for seed, the seed that you plant? Have all the patience. I have a pear tree in my house, planted in 2015. We are in 2020, it has not yet borne any fruit. And I'm considering cutting it down. Because the word of the Lord says that any tree that will not bear fruit will be cut down into the fire. I, I mean, sometimes I, I, at dawn when I'm, I'm doing a walk in a compound and I get there, I, I'm, I, I, I just look on the trees expecting to see some fruits. But it is still not bearing any fruit. And we have, we have left it there. 
It's there. Though I'm considering to cut it down. Life and results is part of what we call processes. Hallelujah. God does not truncate processes. He is a God of process. Hallelujah. That is why a woman will conceive and will go through the conception one day, one week, two weeks, one month, two months, three months. God can actually make a woman pregnant at once and give birth because he has the power, but he didn't do it. When he wanted to save the entire humanity, he didn't bring a million messiahs. He brought only one. He brought only one. And we all have to come to that place, my brothers and sisters, where we will be ready to avail ourselves, lay down our lives for God to prepare us for what he has in store for us. No matter how desperate you are, no matter how fast you want it, no matter how badly you want it, there is something called process. And no amount of prayer can fast track process. Process is process. And we must begin to understand this so that we don't begin to be people who twist the hand of God supposedly because you can't twist it. As for God, you will have your way. You will have your say, sorry. But he will have his way. Tonight, I want to share with you on this foundation a subject I've entitled Fulfilling Your Prophetic Destiny. Say with me, I have a prophetic destiny. I have a specific place I am going. God brought me here for an agenda. And I will fulfill that agenda. God brought me here for a purpose and I will fulfill that purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want us to turn our Bibles to, I want you to follow me. I'm not going to rush this because this is one of the most important parts of a successful life that is fulfilled. You can be successful and not be fulfilled. But if you want to be fulfilled in your success, the foundation must be on what I am teaching. Acts chapter 17, verse 26. Acts chapter 17, verse 26. And I want you to follow the scripture carefully. I will read the New King James and then I will read one of my newfound love Bibles, the New English Translation to you. He says, and he, he, that means God, has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their appointed times, say seasons. He has determined their what? Appointed times. If I want to read the New Living Translation, he said he has determined their rising and their fall. That's an interesting one. God has determined when every man will rise. That is why you cannot, you, you cannot twist God's hands. Listen, I believe in prayer. I believe I am a product of prayer, but not just prayer. I am a product of prayer, the word, and process. Prayer alone will hurt you. Prayer alone is not enough. So he says, for from one man, he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise 
and fall. He was simply talking about purpose or seasons. Hallelujah. So God has determined it. And as the church has entered into the 16th year, it is a place where we must begin to be aware that there is a race to be run as a commission. Listen to me, child of God. Our relationship with God goes beyond just God heal me. God give me a better job. Give me a wife. Give me a child. That are, these are the things that accompanies our salvation. But the salvation took place for a particular work to be done. Matthew 6 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all other things shall be added. Unfortunately, many of us are pursuing the other things and the kingdom, the real agenda has been left idle. I believe that the reason why there is so much disaffection in church, people are not satisfied, people are not fulfilled because we have put the cart before the horse. It doesn't work like that. We must put things right. Hallelujah. We must put things right. If I want to read Matthew 6, Jesus taught on some great principles of life. To the extent that he began to, he began to make, sorry, comparisons about the birds of the air. He said they do not sow, they do not reap, and yet they eat. For my father in heaven takes care of them. Was trying to let us understand that true satisfaction does not come from what we do. It comes from walking in who God says we are. Hallelujah. Who God says we are. They are bears so they fly. And as long as they fly, their food is given to them. That is the revelation. As long as they become who God wants them to become, their needs are taken care of. And human beings must understand. People in WCCI must understand. It's good to marry a wife. It's good to be married as a wife. It's good to have a good job. It's good to drive a good car, live in a good house. But these things are a product of walking in your prophetic destiny. If you find yourself where God wants you to be, the things you need to be, he will give it to you. Hallelujah. The things you need to be, that which he wants you to be, who he wants you to be, he will give it to you. So he says, he decides beforehand the appointed times. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. God put it this way through the prophet Jeremiah. He said, Before you were formed, I knew you. Give me the new King James, please. Before I formed you in your womb, in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you and ordained you a prophet to the nations. Hallelujah. Uh, somebody say prophetic destiny. What, what the prophet was saying or what the Lord was saying through the prophet Jeremiah here is that nobody arrives here without the assignment intact. The challenge with many of us is that because of our backgrounds and the kind of homes we were brought, for, were brought up in and we, 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 God, you know, planted us from, we grow up thinking that we must become something at all costs. But a truly godly parent will know 
why God gave that child to them. It's a responsibility of every parent to know. Hallelujah. And a typical example is about something. When the angel announced his, his birth, he didn't say that I'm going to give birth or I'm going to give you a special son. He said, I'm going to give you a son who will deliver his people from bondage. So, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 clearly tells us that everybody has been given a specific role. So, when you ask me what is my prophetic destiny, your prophetic destiny is that which God wired you with before you came here on earth. Originally wired with. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Your prophetic destiny. And in recent times, many people, what we call multiple talents, it's not necessarily multiple talents. People can be good at something, but that is not their calling. Hallelujah. So you can, for instance, have a teacher. He, she is teaching all right, or he is teaching all right. But you can see that his real interest is in football. And his real interest maybe is in cooking. And most of these people, if you take a critical look at their lives, you will notice that what they think is habit rather gives them more satisfaction and more income than what they do as a profession. Am I communicating? Very, very important. And it's important. Listen to me. You are not late. It doesn't matter how old you are. Remember, I said in my introduction that satisfaction in true success comes as you walk in your prophetic destiny. One of the reasons why it has been proven sociologically and psychologically that one of the reasons why people go into drinking and all kinds of bad habits is because they are not fulfilled in what they do. So they seek fulfillment outside their lives. Fulfillment is not in what you do. Fulfillment is in identifying what you have been wired, intricately wired by the spirit of God as the breath of God was given to your mother as a fit she took care of you nine months and gave birth to you. I want to submit to everybody under the sound of my voice that there is something God wired you for. That is what will make you relevant in this life. Look for it. Pursue it and it will bring you fulfillment. Fulfilling your prophetic destiny. It is that thing. Say that thing. It is there. So, quickly, how do I discover my prophetic destiny? Or my prophetic agenda? How do I discover it? Because not everybody is going to hear what Jeremiah heard. Now, before I formed you, I had set you aside as a prophet. There are people, before God formed them, he has set them aside as pilots. Pilots. How do you know what God has wired you to become? Two things I will give you for the purposes of time. The brevity of time and for the purposes of what we are doing. I'll give you two keys. Two major keys on knowing how to fulfill your prophetic destiny. Number one. What are the things that makes you excited and gets you out of your, it gets you out of yourself? 
It gets you out of yourself. You know, sometimes you can be coiled. I can give you an example like my son, for instance. It's not interesting to have a conversation with him. Unless you know. If you touch the things that he loves, you will see the other side of him. It's almost as if he's a parrot. But if you are talking about any other thing, he will be there. Mm, he will manage. And sometimes the sister bothers him a lot because it's as if he is not forthcoming. You want to, you want to have a conversation. Not forthcoming. It's as if he is not interested. But when you begin to talk about that which has his interest, when you begin to bring out, then you see he gets excited. He gets excited and he begins to talk and he begins to talk and sometimes you are like, ah, so you could talk like this. So, one way to find out is number one, what are the things that gets me excited and brings me out of my shell? It, it brings me out. What is that? And everybody can find out. Let's say, Pastor, I love praying. Everybody must pray. Prayer cannot be your prophetic destiny. Everybody must pray. Am I communicating? So that thing is important. Find out. I know people who have a profession. They are pursuing a particular course in life. But their real excitement is not in that. It may bring you millions. It may bring you contacts. It may bring you great excitement. But you will never be fulfilled. See, fulfillment is a product of doing what your heart desires and dreams about. Can I hear an amen for that? Fulfillment is a product. It's a product. Fulfillment is a product. It just doesn't happen. Fulfillment doesn't just happen. We need to come to that place where we will all find out and this one, seriously speaking, you don't need much pray prayer. You need to just search yourself. Search. Search. Ask yourself questions. What are the things that makes me, you know, sometimes you meet people, you think they are shy, they are timid, but begin to get them to, 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 to discover that thing and they are like, ah! Search out. That thing. Number two. How to discover your prophetic destiny. That thing. You are ready to pay any price. To see come to pass. Most likely. Is your prophetic destiny. 
People give up on what they don't believe in. Somebody say, my pastor, if I didn't believe in it, do, would I have pursued it? Oh, there are several reasons why we pursue things. There are several reasons why we pursue things. Several reasons. So it is not about, if I didn't believe in it, would I have pursued it? It is not about that. So the second way or the second method to use to find out what your destiny is, your prophetic, your real identity, that which I must walk in and find fulfillment in is, is how much price are you ready to pay for that thing? Anything you can give a million excuses or excuses why you shouldn't pursue it most likely is not meant or has not, you have not been wired for that thing. Hallelujah. Anything. So the first one is, what are the things that brings out the best in you? Some of us is cooking. You can cook all day and it is not a talent or a habit. People will just go to the kitchen for one meal. And sometimes when they finish cooking, they can't even eat. They are so tired. But you can stand on your feet the whole day. It doesn't matter. You, you, you can even do it all night. You cook and cook and cook. And the same meal people eat. But when they eat yours, they say, ah, what kind of food is this? Pay attention. Listen, fulfilling prophetic destiny, I said, has to do with discovering what God has wired you with. It does not call for comparison and competition. Take, for instance, the bird and the fish. You are so wrong to say that the fish is greater than the bird because they operate in different realms. You catch the bird and put it in the water. Or you catch the fish out of the water and throw it into the air. The difficulty with most of us, why we are struggling and are not successful is because we are busy looking at what is nice, what is beautiful, what people will hail. It is not about what people will hail. People will hail your success story. But after they have hailed your success story, what satisfaction does it bring to you? I am talking, if you have just joined us, about fulfilling your prophetic destiny. Trust I'm teaching well this evening. And like I said, it's not late. Stop procrastinating. If you follow me even up to this point, most of us will, will realize that we are doing the wrong things. And you see, it is important to discover what you have been wired with because that is what gives you the endurance, stamina, tenacity. Hallelujah. Number one, what is it that brings out? Brings you out of your shelves. What is it? Check that thing. Check that thing. What is it? Some of you very good with electronics. 
but you are busy studying political science. Some of you very good. Very good with something. You literally dream and you see yourself sewing. You see designs come to you free. You are busy pursuing accounting. You are just like the bird and the fish example I gave. They are all good because they operate in the environment that brings out the best in them. So these two things will help you to discover your prophetic destiny. Now, having discovered your prophetic destiny, how do I go about it? Number one, you must prepare. Discovering it is not enough. I have watched movies and documentaries about the eagle and the eaglets. When they hatch the eggs and the young eaglets are there, they feed them for a while. They don't feed them forever. After some time, the mother eagle will put the eagle at the back. Fly up there and then toss it off. You're on your own. If you don't flap your wings, you are landing for your obituary. You must prepare. You discover, you love designs. Nobody's going to buy your designs because you were born a designer. You must prepare. Thankfully, the world has put in place structures, but God even has his own way of preparing us also. Especially, that's why it's so sad today everybody says they are a pastor and they can't even explain and interpret scriptures properly. They don't even know the sequence of scripture. They don't know the law of scripture interpretation. And when you want to talk about these things, they said too much academics have come into the pulpit. We want power, power, power. Look, if it was all about power, Jesus would have descended a full man. He wouldn't have come into a woman's womb to be conceived for nine months, to be given birth to grow age one, age two, age 12, and then 30 before. Because at age 30, God had prepared in him, God had deposited in him the ability to discern, the ability to know right from wrong, the ability to measure his, 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 his talk so he doesn't die before his time. Preparation is key. We must prepare. When you have now discovered that destiny God has for you, you must be prepared. Hallelujah. Prayer is not enough. Like I said, Apostle Paul says in the book of Galatians that when the heavenly call came to me, I did not go to the apostles in Jerusalem. I went straight to Arabian desert first because he had issues to deal with spiritually. After that, he came to Jerusalem to be taught. Because the custodians of the faith were in Jerusalem now. Prepare. You want to cook? Prepare. You want to sow? Prepare. Two ways or three ways to prepare yourself. Number one, formal education. If you can go to school, go to school. Go. Number two, informal. If you have to learn apprenticeship, until recently, even lawyers, before your chambers can have proper jobs to do, they look at who you have understudied. Even law, medicine, until recently, when it became very official. Nobody will come to your clinic. 
until they know who your master is. Nobody will come to your chambers until they know who you understood it. That's why we have the processes of apprenticeship. Learn. You notice that you are good with all these ICs and those things. My friend, go and look for somebody who is practicing the thing every day and understand it. Add it to the revelation God is giving you. That is what will make you better. Number three, ask God to also teach you by the Spirit. Ask God. In First Samuel, we are told that when God had passed judgment on the house of Eli, it's an interesting scripture. Whenever I read that scripture, I begin to see the wisdom in training. Listen, God said, <laughs> Eli, you and your children have been so evil, you are rejected. As if he had a man already prepared. The man God was trusting, didn't even know which one is God's voice and which one is his father's voice. So God spoke to him. For God tried to call him. Samuel, the boy got up. And what he was used to was the voice of men. So he had to go to somebody who understood the trade, who understood the ministry. He said, ah, sir, you called me. Then he looked at him and said, I didn't call. Go and sleep. Then he went again. He came back. He said, I didn't call. Go and sleep. Then he went again. Listen, as much as Saul did, uh, what do you call it? Eli didn't tell Samuel anything. Samuel never knew God was calling him. You must understand it. And let me speak to all the young men and young women who want to come into ministry. Anointing is not enough. When God called me to start this commission, I was telling my wife, I never knew I had to be an administrator. I never knew I had to be an economic planner. I never knew. I had to learn everything. You must understand. So when the boy went again, Eli, I am saying, I am insisting, you called me. He said, okay, you know what? Go and lie down. If the, you hear the voice again, say, speak, Lord. And that's where someone even missed it. Let me digress a little. God, this is one of the stories that excites my heart so much. Somebody taught you how to hear from God. Certainly, he knew God had been trying to talk to you. And now when you heard the word, you didn't want to tell him. And he said, you, may it be so severe to you and your household. More than I have suffered. And do you know, just as the sons of Eli were rejected, the sons of Saul were equally rejected. That's by the way. Prepare yourself. You can get formal education. Go online, learn. For the purposes of certification, look for exam, one examination body and write. Hallelujah. I have said it in this house, but today I'll correct it myself. The people like Jacob and Joseph, who taught them how to do animal breeding, but I discovered from this series that it was a practice their masters were doing. They became better at it because they were now inspired by God. 
Thank you. Submit yourself. Oh, don't say, Pastor. I love hairdressing. I literally, nobody taught me how to set and lose. It's not just set and lose. Oh, the day this woman loses her hair on her head, you are in trouble. <laughs> it's not just set and lose. Or oh, what do you say? How do you say? Setting. Then design. And style. It's not just set and style. You need the right quantity. And that one comes with understanding. That is why I'm insisting also on the informal training. Even with ministry, people must be taught how to prophesy. You hear people make statements like, how can we teach how, how to prophesy? We must teach you. There are technicalities. For instance, Eli was telling Saul, go and lie down. When you hear the voice again, say, speak your servant here. Is that not teaching To become a king, you must be taught. Listen, I know you carry the biggest promise on earth. You are the biggest thing the world is about to see beyond Beyonce. Today, my children were telling me, I was just giving them snappers of my message, and they were telling me that Satawale had metamorphosed. They said his name was Bandan. Bandan. I mean, I, I didn't know. He didn't just arrive. He didn't just arrive. That's why he can say all the things he says. <laughs> Today in church, nobody wants to sit down and learn. While people start singing, singing one, two, three, ah, I'm a minister. Anyway, not in this commission. Sit your ass down and learn. Sit down. Be tutored. It might be your calling, but the wrong application will derail you. Isn't it interesting that Joseph saw that the sun, the moon, the stars were bowing to him. Joseph saw that the lean cattle were swallowing the fat one. Saw that the lean crops were overcoming the, the neatest one. But he had to go through 13 years because God needed him to know that what you see doesn't happen at once. And he had to learn from the Egyptian training, their approach, their way of doing things. He had to learn. When the learning was complete, God turned things around. You see, when you are matured in your prophetic training, in fulfilling prophetic destiny, then opportunities will never scare you. Hallelujah. We need to train. We need to train. Submit yourself. Train. Learn. Polish it. Be the best you. We are talking about how to manifest your prophetic destiny. Number four. You must not be ignorant of evil attacks. And this one, I will stay here for a while. Evil attacks because there are some suggestions that look like the opportunities you are looking for, but the end thereof is death. There is a way that seemed right unto man, 
You start singing in church. We've been managing your off keys once more. People who have no desire and no knowledge of musical notes begin to pump into your ears. Oh, you have arrived. Has your pastor uh, been sitting on your gift? If I was sitting on gift, would I have allowed you to even discover the key you were singing? I'm speaking to the choristers. Well, some of you are here, you are in all kinds of groups. We will return. I'm not threatening you, but we will return. See, many destinies have suffered shipwreck because of lack of proper preparation. And see, this devil we are dealing with, the guy is so crafty, Sammy, that when he knows he gives you $10,000, he will get you out of church, he will give it to you. His focus is to destroy, is to kill, is to steal. You think it's the exposure you want? I was sharing with my children at table this afternoon. I was, saying, well, I was sharing with them a few things about celebrities. And, and I even made a comment. I looked at him and said, Daddy, those boys have issues with character they never solve. That is what brings them down. Check their record. They've gone to prison before. In school, they have fought. They have joined a rebellion. One of the dangers of a big stage when you are not prepared is that it brings your disgrace. Take your time. These people who are, who are not telling you, oh, we'll invite you. Come and sing. I'm doing my wedding. Come and do this. I'm doing my naming ceremony. Come and do this. If they had heard your voice before, before, if they had heard your voice before, they wouldn't even have looked at you. Church, wise up. I'll continue this message on Sunday. But today, this is what I want to share with you. Don't be ignorant of satanic attacks. And listen, satanic attacks always does not come like somebody is pushing you down. Sometimes it even comes in the most glamorous expectations you have. Most, 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 most. Hallelujah. God has been talking to this ministry about a radio and a TV ministry. And this COVID-19 pandemic, uh, bringing down all, bringing up all the measures that says don't, for social distancing, don't gather more. Now, we don't need to have a full service before we can come on TV. We can record in a small room and show it. By the grace of God, our next worship and wonder, we're going to share testimonies from the previous worship and wonder. The people who got healed, we ministered to. That is what we call a prophet. Not when you gather people and you can only see them. That's when you can prophesy. You must be taught. So just as they had the Lord. Opana was hearing. Samuel. Samuel. He got up. And the best he knew was, did you call me? It took a master of the art to tell him, if you hear it again, say, speak thy servant hearing. 
Everybody must submit themselves to be taught, to be trained, and to be schooled. Take it easy. When your time comes, you will be unveiled. God will unveil you. Take your time. Otherwise, hide in the desert and prepare yourself. Today, this generation, we don't understand hiding. We don't understand hiding. Person begins to excel small. No, he wants to be noticed everywhere. Preaching to 20 people is different from preaching to 50. Stand on the stage and realize that the message is on your iPad, it's in your diary, but you can't read it. <laughs> and it's you, Charles. As a people under pressure to perform. If you have the word, you are not under pressure. Hallelujah. Don't be ignorant of demonic attacks. The fact that opportunities are coming. I remember when I started ministry, most of you know how I used to travel. I had to deliberately say, it's okay. Look, the money was good. The fame was good. By the grace of God, we have touched the nations of the world. And at the point in time, I had to ask myself, is all of this worth it? What about the work I will be judged for? There is a prophetic destiny for you. In fulfilling that destiny, you will find fulfillment and you will receive great rewards. You will receive great rewards. On Sunday, I will talk about how to be released into your prophetic destiny. Tonight, I want us to pray. I want us to pray. And please, this message is not directed at anybody. I just want to help us. Let's do things right and you will enjoy it. Do things right. If it's ministry, you want to come and talk to us. Let's train you. Let's prepare you. Don't be preaching by inspiration. The scripture was written by inspiration. Under rules. Under rules. That is why it's not every book that was written that found its way into the Bible. Under rules. Under rules. Tonight, we want to pray. Your first prayer point is that, Lord, Help me to discover who I am. If you have not discovered that, pray that Lord help me to discover. In two minutes, pray this prayer. Help me to discover who I am. Help me to discover who I am. Help me to discover who I am. Help me to discover. Help me to discover. Help Tonight, God is healing problems with bones. People who have bone issue, your, your neck, your waist, your back, your knee, your ankle. The healing power of God is touching you. I'll come there shortly, but let's just pray. Ask God to help you to discover. So much unhealthy competitions because people don't know who they are. Like I said, the bird will never envy how the fish swims in the sea. 
because it knows that the river or the water body is the wrong place for it. In the name of Jesus. As we observe and celebrate this 16th year, Lord, help us to identify what you have wired us with to become. Help us to identify and help us to, 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 to lay ourselves down, to be trained. We'll talk about all that. How to sharpen your prophetic destiny. How to prepare after you have been released. You must prepare. Release is not equal to success. In the name of Jesus. I want you to pray. Those of us who have also found it, you want to pray that Lord grant me the grace to, to begin the process. The grace to go through any form of training I have to go through to perfect what you have deposited in me. The grace to submit myself to authority, to training. The grace to submit. The grace to submit. The grace to submit. Oh Lord. Ibericaros, Cabranto librianos, cabranto librianerebebe, hararabosa, ampranto lebre capara atos. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I commit your people into your hands. Everybody under the sound of my voice tonight. Lord, I pray that by your spirit you will visit us and help us to know who we are in you. Who we truly are. So that in this season and times, we will make ourselves available to be showcased in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I pray for as many as are dealing with bone issues, pain in the neck, tissues, nerves. Lord, I curse any form of medical condition. Your word says, by your stripes we are healed. I release your healing power over them right now. Right now. I curse that infirmity. I curse that infirmity. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that your grace shall abound to them more and more. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Cabranto libri andele babosha. Lahatos, branto libriandos, branto libriandereberegaros. I pray, Lord, visit your people. Every weakness in their body, heal them. I pray that every need in the lives of families across the world, I use members of WCCI tonight, that in every area of need, you will supply it according to your riches in glory through Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, by your mighty power, supply every need. 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 Supply 
supply every need according to your riches in glory. According to your riches in glory. In the name of Jesus. Those who require protection, Lord, protect them. Our frontline health workers, oh Lord, in dealing with this pandemic, cover them by the blood. Shield them by the blood. Our frontline health workers, Lord, nurses and doctors, medical assistance, lab assistance, Lord, in the name of Jesus, those are the dispensary. Every form of medical, oh Lord, frontline health workers, protect them by the blood. We pray tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost that you will grant our scientists, people working with herbal medicine, people in the labs, the scientists, grant them the understanding to explain this enigma, to come up with solutions in the name of Jesus. Whatever the enemy has purposed to do with this pandemic, Lord, we, we take it out of his hands. In the name of Jesus, Satan will not win. Satan will not win. Lord, we pray that you will intervene. 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 In the name of Jesus. I see that God is going to push people into strategic connections, relationships. And please, I'm not talking about love affairs. I'm talking about relationships that will bring about business, you know, businesses, businesses, economic empowerment. I want you to be strategic, pray, and be sensitive. God is going to lead people. I see the angel of the Lord. I see like, 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 like oh Jesus. I see like some lines are being drawn. And I see like network connections. And the Lord said to me that in this season, I am establishing those who are ready. Those who are hearing my voice. Those who are preparing themselves. I am connecting them. And I'm bringing them into relationships that will change their economic power. In the name of Jesus says the Lord I am moving on your behalf if you shall prepare yourself in this season as you celebrate this 16th year I the Lord out of my great love for you I will bring redemption to whatever the enemy has stolen from your life whatever the enemy has tempered with with your life in your life I will restore says the Lord 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 I give you praise, Lord. I give you glory. Thank you, Father. We bless you for this evening service. Thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah.